podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Sand Talk, the beach soccer podcast. With thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, Real Fever, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. Welcome to Sand Talk. It is the Beach Soccer Podcast, of course. And as ever, my name is Mark Pendergast. Has been since birth. Well, since two days after my birth. I'm sometime beach soccer commentator. And in Italy now, between tournaments, press officer from Beach Soccer Worldwide. It is Matt Mills. How are you, Matt? Hi, Mark. Yes, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, I'm here swapping Italian islands, swapping Sicily for Sardinia. So, you know, it's, it's tough at the top. Are you Sicily or Sardinia at the moment? Which one are you in? I'm Sardinia at the moment, yeah. What are the key differences between the two islands, by the way, for anybody thinking of a summer vacation there? Let's just say I think I prefer Sardinia a bit. The beach is much closer. Okay, Matt Mills recommends Sardinia, down to his personal preference of distance from beach. Important things. Yes, trip advisor for us there. Let's move on to the reason you are between two Italian islands. And that was, first up, the Anok World Beach Games qualifier. And I, I love this tournament because one team qualifies but then appears in the tournament as another team. I'll reveal all soon, but give us your roundup of that tournament, Matt. i say the one thing that surprised me was the performance of the hosts, Italy. They, I imagine you watched some of the matches, Mark, but they just didn't quite seem to be on form and neither did their star striker, Gabriele Gori. That was a, probably the thing that stood out for me, except, hang on, Tell me you saw the final, the Iberian derby, Portugal against Spain. Yes, the big one. Wow, cheeky. I'm going to say it now, Mark, and this is, but this is not inside scoop for anyone listening. This is purely my opinion. I think he could be well in the running for player of the year. If you think about it, won the Euro Winners' Cup with Casa Benfica, won mm-hmm. the Mundialito a month or so ago with Spain, just absolutely destroyed the world's top team, Portugal, scoring five goals. And who knows what he's going to do here in Sardinia? You know, I, I, I think... Go on, try and argue with me. Dare you? Well, I was just going to say, is things shifting on the Iberian Peninsula? Because before it was always Portugal and Spain, they were always like second or third. And they never quite had the, the mark on Portugal. All right, they did have Lorenzo, who became World Beach Player of the Year a few years back. But... They seem to have now, it seems to have turned a little bit, doesn't it? We saw Portugal get beaten by the USA. Do you think this this could be the flipping point? Levante are really high up in the club rankings. Is this a flipping point? Well, I mean, it might be too early to say. It could well be. The thing is with Spain, it's a very young team. They've got like a new generation coming through. But as you say, it was always, they're always second best, weren't they? They're always just missing out on that qualification place to the World Cup or just missing out in the final. You know, they, they haven't won anything for quite a long time and suddenly they seem to be winning a lot more so maybe it is maybe it is time well everything runs in cycles and when you look at the backroom teams of both countries Portugal and Spain they take it both very seriously with a big strong backroom staff so they're they're level playing field if you like on that score so on the sand as the players get older players lose a bit of form younger players come through things could well be shifting so Matt's tip cheeky tip cheeky for potential world player of the year as we get towards Dubai at the end of the year. Who, oh, in wow. who in particular in the young talent stood out for you? Well, the one that stood out for me, and this was from the Euro Winners' Cup when he played for Levante, was Saul Batis. He's the youngest player in the Spain squad right now and scored a couple of goals in the qualifier, 
scored some really good goals in the Euro winners. And as alongside him, I would have to say, after the World Beach Games qualifier, I would say Alejandro, number 18, another young talent. And uh, yeah, I would keep an eye out for him in the coming tournaments. It does seem to be the case, doesn't it? The younger players coming through for Spain. Portugal do have younger players coming through. In particular, there's uh, a few from Benfica have come through. But they still rely a lot on the old guard. So maybe, maybe, I'm not saying definitely, maybe it is that shift, as we mentioned, in the Iberian Peninsula. Now, at the start of the show, I mentioned there's one country that qualified that appears in the tournament as another country. How is that possible, you might say? Well, I'll explain. England's women have qualified for the World Beach Games. But when they go to it, because it is an Olympic event, Anok being the Olympic Committee, they represent Great Britain, correct? Yes, that's right. They'll be Team GB with new shirts and everything. It's just the, yeah, it's the difference between the FIFA-recognised countries and the Olympic-recognised countries, isn't it? Yeah, so that happened last time when Great Britain got to the final. So it's great for the players as well because they get to go to the main Olympic headquarters in Britain. They get presented with their kit. You know, it's a, it's a whole new experience. And it's one that's unique to the women's game because in the women's game, the 11 uh, team do represent Great Britain in the Olympics and in beach soccer as well. So it is a, it's truly unique. And, and England were outstanding in that tournament, weren't they? We did mention before about how they maybe don't have the same level of support as other teams, you know, the same money behind them, but they, they just were brilliant, weren't they? Yeah, they were very clinical. They were very, <clears throat> I think they just controlled games and they were just calm and collected. Put away the goal. They didn't thrash anyone, you know, they didn't put like nine, ten goals past anyone. But they really did. They were very comfortable. They beat Spain, old rivals. Remember, they were the rivals in the final of the last Anak World Beach Games when they just missed out on that gold medal. So they beat them. They'll be pleased with that because they may well have to play them again here in Sardinia when they'll be going for the European title. And let's look at Italy's performance. You were saying, you mentioned Gori's a little bit out of sorts there. You think a little bit nervy and maybe a disappointment on home sand? I'm not sure, really. It could be. I did notice him not playing as much. Again, like we've already mentioned, there's a lot of new talent coming through there. Fazzini has impressed the new number seven. And Bertaka, tell me you saw the goals that he scored, at least that last goal to win the game against Germany. Yeah, it was fantastic. And I think his, his teammates, were they trying to keep his shirt on or take it off? I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. I've, I've put it, if you haven't seen it, people, go and have a look on TikTok or Instagram, because it's it's so funny. I was really pleased with the song that I put with it as well, Mark. Did you hear that? I did. You did a great job. As you mentioned <laughs> in the last podcast, you are now a TikTok influencer, and you're doing a wonderful job at it, and I expect you to be called to TikTok HQ anytime soon to show them how to do their own thing. Thanks very much. So, we reviewed. Let's preview. Super Final is on its way. Double header in two Italian islands, as we mentioned. This tournament, Portugal favourites for fourth year in a row, would you say? Or is it unstoppable uh, Spain? I, you know, I would have said Portugal had you asked me a week ago. But having seen that last game, obviously we're treated to so much beach soccer, very intensely packed into not very big space of time. But had you asked me a week ago, I would have said, yeah, I think Portugal are favourites. But... Spain are just look like, like the team to beat at the minute. They've quietly just built their way into, into probably being the favourites. Italy, though, have got to stand a chance on home Sancho. Uh, again, if you'd have asked me a week ago, I would have said yes, but they've just been playing on home sand in Sicily. 
and they only just by the skin of their teeth won that last fifth place to the Annette World Beach Games. They played that game against France. Oh, did you see that clash of heads against Joseph Junior and Belon? Oof, that was nasty. I think that the saying is, uh, if you're a boxer, there was a bit of claret on show there. Yeah, it was it looked pretty nasty, but they're both okay. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. Belon went to hospital. He was out cold. Joseph Junior walked off the pitch and was heavily bandaged. They're all okay and hopefully fit and ready to fight. Germany have gone from being relegation candidates and playoff relegation candidates a few years ago uh, to playing in the super final things and moving in the right direction for them. I think Germany impressed in Sicily. Obviously had that really difficult match against Italy, against the host, when they were trying to reach that last knockout battle for the final place at the World Beach Games. They only missed out on that by one goal. and You could see how much it meant to them. And interesting to see that they didn't have Christian Beerman, who's been such a stalwart for them and so important for them over the last few years, but still did really well. So the strength and depth there. Yeah, I think the stars of the show are probably the boys from Volley Pass. Uh, and are passing and volleying and scoring goals all over the shop they were. Marcel Nowak is now the captain of Germany, so congratulations to him. And I caught up with them earlier, Mark, and this is what they had to say about that tournament. The best beach soccer team of also in Catania was Spain, and he deserved to win. And if they play, can continue to play like this, I think they have a really good chance. I'm sitting here with Tom and Jerry. <laughs> no, of course, it's Joshua Metzler and Marcel Nowak from Volley Pass, known on TikTok and Instagram as Volley Pass. And what about that cheeky performance? There are some matches. You hit every ball and every ball goes into the goal. But I think it was not only cheeky. It was the whole team and the coach did a very, very good job because they had a lot of changes and they knew how to how they can beat Portugal and you can't score five goals like this when you don't have the the match plan to win and win the game so i think chiki of course he did a match maybe do one in the lifetime against portugal uh, world champions so uh, but i think it was the whole team who won the competition. I should probably explain that because I start that one saying, and I'm here with Tom and Jerry, but I realise that after, people may not have heard that other episode of Sound Talk where we referred to them as Tom and Jerry. They tagged me in that, Mark. They tagged me in their post on social media with a clip of the podcast. I think they were quite pleased with the comparison that we made. Either that or they were really annoyed with it. But either way, it's all a bit of fun and they laughed anyway today. Fame or infamy, either way, it doesn't matter. When you're a duo and you're together, one name and the other people always do get you mixed up. Though, technically, I didn't really get Tom or Jerry mixed up because one's a mouse and one's a cat. So we're saying something a bit more ambiguous, a bit like Mario and Luigi. Well, but everyone knows that Luigi's the green one. I didn't the less know The famous that. one. I didn't know that because I didn't waste my youth on video games like yourself, Matt. And talking of duos, if you listen to the full interview, Go on to the feed. You'll find out who are the greatest duo in beach soccer, apart from Volley Pass, but genuine duo because they're twins, Leo and Bay Martins. You will find out who they are playing for in the World really? Winners' Cup. So that neatly brings us on to the, the World Winners' Cup, which is, again, taking place in Italy. And this is the second big club international tournament of the year. Yep, that's right. It's back for only its second edition. Remember, we had to postpone it in 2020 and 2021, like so many sporting events across the world. But we are back, and that's going to kick off not today, next Wednesday, 
and we're all very excited for that. We're going to be in the same stadium here in Cagliari on the beautiful Italian island of Sardinia. And most importantly, as we know, very transient beach soccer, the big players that are playing for the big teams, as well as the Martins brothers. And before we go, it's worth mentioning the rankings. There's been a few huge leaps and bounds in that and also a few surprises in it as well. Uh, Benfica, who almost, almost won a Portuguese league, but they have rocketed up the rankings, now up to fourth and giving Braga, who are top of the rankings, a run for their money. And I think Matt's showing that Portuguese club beach soccer is still in rude health. Yep, great for that, Benfica. That was a real giant slaying mission that they were on in Nazaré. Good to see them again. I'm going to say his name again, led by Cheeky, spearheaded by Cheeky. It's unusual, isn't it, to see a Spanish player playing for a Portuguese team. It's normally Brazilian players who, who make the jump across. But a smart move by Benfica, and it's definitely paid off. Yeah, for sure. I think he's definitely one of the world's top players. An asset to any club he joins. And I think one team that definitely do deserve a mention, friends of the podcast as well, the guys from Copenhagen, up to 11th now. And that shows a meteoric rise, really, for Danish beach soccer, which you know, was on, on a par, if you like, with some of the lower nations and the, the, the lower clubs. But they, they put so much heart and soul into this. And it's been reflected now by a really strong showing by Copenhagen. They jumped 14 places up the ranking. So that just goes to show the effort that's being put in behind the scenes. New players coming through all the time, a young squad, very passionate. And yeah, they're just non-stop, those guys, for the Danish national team and for Copenhagen. So hats off to them. And the new Baltic League as well, I think, helps a lot with that because Estonia obviously are a decent beach soccer playing nation. So it gives that competition in amongst Scandinavia and the Baltic states. And there is the result. In the women's game, I think we should mention, and in the women's rankings, a bit like the international game, it seems Spain are creeping through. For sure. Terrasa Bonaire, remember, they won their first Euro Winners Cup this year and they jumped from ninth right to the very top of the ranking mark. Unbelievable. They've dethroned Zvezda and they're one of three Spanish clubs in the top five now. So, again, very well done to them. I was looking at the rankings here and a question for you, Matt. Which are the only international team to not have any club side in the ranking but they rank very highly internationally. Which is that team? Men, I think I know exactly who you are. Well, tell Which, us that. It's a quiz question. Answer the question. No, I'm, I'm building the tension, Mark. Go on. Okay, I think it's our country. I think it's England. Is the correct answer because there is another team in there from the United Kingdom and its associated nations that could technically, you could describe it as British-English-ish. What, what club is that, Matt? Is this going to get me in trouble with my Spanish colleagues? I'm assuming you're on about Gibraltar because I was racking my brain for Welsh. It's the correct answer, yeah. So the only kind of semi-English representative in the club side is Gibraltar, but England's national team rank third in the world will have no club sides in the competition itself. All their players go off and play for different international sides, hence they're so strong. Yeah, mainly Spanish clubs, isn't it, the English players? Yeah, they seem to start particularly there. And obviously that helps the Spanish clubs rank three out of the top five. See, even post-Brexit, they can still get together. You can't keep us out. 
We definitely can't keep the Brits out of Spain. <laughs> All right, that's just about it for Sand Talk, the Beach Soccer Podcast. A relatively short episode because to give you a little bit of insight here, Matt has had to turn the AC off in his room and it is currently about 36 degrees Celsius there. So before you melt or completely dehydrate Matt, please can you give us those socials? Yeah, I'm going to give you them quick and then get the AC back on. It's uh, at Beach Soccer Worldwide everywhere except on Twitter. It's at Beach Soccer underscore WW. And do remember to go and listen to that interview with Joshua Metzler and Marcel Noah from Volleypass and get a bit of insight into their tie with Germany and Real Munster too. That's it from us. See ya. Podcast Network.